Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. What's up, y'all? It's Russ Parr. Welcome to uh, the Russ Parrcast. And today we're going to be talking to Michael S. Regan. Yes, he heads up the EPA. He happens to be an African-American. And we're going to talk about how climate change affects you. Let's go right to the line, y'all. On the phone line, yes, EPA Administrator Michael S. Regan. And, of course, yes, he was sworn in as the 16th Administrator of the United States Environmental Protection Agency on March 11th. And, of course, the first black man and second person of color to lead the U.S. EPA. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing well. How are you doing? Man, I just want to say it's an honor to talk to you. I'm so excited that um, that you're in that position, not because you're a person of color. It's the fact that I know, just reading up about you, that you care about your job. You care about climate. The last administration did not particularly care about climate control, the uh, the, the the devastating effects of climate on people of color and the whole nine. And now that we have somebody in a position, you can address those issues um, first of all, what has been the most difficult part of your job since you've started? Well, you know, the most difficult part was I was here before as an intern. I started at EPA as an intern in wow. 1998. Nice. So I left, and when I came back, to see my former colleague uh, so demoralized from the previous administration, it was really hard, hard to see that. But, you know, they're resilient folks. They bounced back. And, and now, man, we're just we're tackling all of the the ambitions that the president has for us. So uh, President Biden has laid out a very aggressive agenda to reduce climate pollutants. And it's been difficult without the necessary resources to really ramp up as quickly as we'd like. But the people at EPA have met the challenge and we're doing our best. And I think we're doing a good job. Well, you know, a lot of conservatives don't place a lot of credence into climate change. Uh, they still want to hold on to uh, fossil fuel production and the whole nine. How are you balancing that? Because I know there's a political game here. There are some parts of the country that rely on uh, fossil fuels, but that is not the wave of the future. How do you guys deal with that? You know, we, do, we deal with it by, by look, looking at the, the jobs. Uh, there is a significant jobs component to the clean energy economy, and then the president talks about that all the time, leading with jobs and being globally competitive. Uh, uh, they, they, the overwhelming majority of companies have reconciled that climate change is real and that not only do they have to address it in terms of having a competitive business model, but to recruit and retain young people, they know that they have to be serious about sustainability and climate change. And so we're focused on the job creation, we're focused on the economic development, and we're focused on the public health protection. And that's what the president has focused on with his Build Back Better agenda. It's all about how do we create jobs while protecting the planet and impacting people's public health? Are we, is he going to finance it? Is he going to get the money for you to be able to do, do your job effectively? You know, I'll tell you this. If there's anybody that knows how to engage and deal with Congress, it's President Biden. He's done it before. We believe he'll do it again. And this is in the best interest of the country. As I travel the country and as I, as I look at poll after poll, overwhelmingly the American people support these investments that the president's asking for. Again, it's good for the environment, but it's also good for the economy and good for jobs, especially jobs that will remain in communities, communities of color and all communities across this country. But the problem that you have, uh, and we're talking to Michael S. Regan, 
who is the EPA administrator. The problem that you have, if you say yes, the opposing party says no. Uh, if you ask for something because they don't believe in climate change, you're going to get shot down. And unfortunately, even if it's to the, the uh, you know, it doesn't benefit their constituents. You're saying a majority of Americans, are you talking about Republicans and Democrats? We're talking about Republicans, independents, and Democrats. And, and there is a different conversation happening in America in real communities versus the conversation that's happening in the bubble in Washington, D.C. I've traveled to California looking at the wildfires, looking at the drought, looking at the heat, and it's not – it doesn't discriminate. It's, it's impacting Republicans, Democrats, everyone. I'm looking at the flooding in the Midwest, places like Detroit mm. and cities that have never flooded before. Um, you know, we're looking at aging infrastructure that's backing up wastewater and sewage coming up through people's basements. That's hitting Democrats and Republicans. Hurricane Ida ravaging the Gulf Coast all the way up to New York and New Jersey. It's not discriminating. And so people, you know, they don't have to believe the scientists. They don't even have to believe the national security experts. They can believe what they're seeing and what they're feeling. And Republicans, independents, and Democrats are being impacted by climate change. Black and brown people are being disproportionately impacted by climate change. So we need for Washington, D.C. to pay attention to what the American people are paying attention to, and it's the need for these investments. Even though it's not top of the news, I'm still paying attention to Flint, Michigan. What are you guys doing there? I mean, these people are going on about six, seven years of having horrible water uh, that's filled with lead. And are they making changes? Are you are you taking a proactive stance on that? Or are we just going to get like the, you know, toting the, the party line and, and, and the talking points? What are we doing with Flint, Michigan? You know, I'm, I'm paying attention to it. As a matter of fact, I was in Flint uh, maybe a couple of months ago sitting down with the elected officials, but more importantly, sitting down with the community members, people that were directly impacted. We're keeping a very close eye on what's happening in Flint, Michigan. Flint has made a lot of progress on the lead issue, but there's more that needs to be done. But it's not just lead in our communities. There are other water quality problems and challenges that we're trying to solve. And, and that's why in the president's Build Back Better agenda, the bipartisan infrastructure deal, there's $55 billion set aside to deal with water quality issues. There's resources set aside to deal specifically with lead. And by the way, there are 6 to 10 million lead service lines still in operation in this country, 400,000 alone in Chicago. So Flint was the tip of the spear. We need for Congress to act so that we can replace these lead service lines so that we don't have another Flint. Let me ask you, why does climate change affect uh, African-Americans and other people of color um, disproportionately than their counterparts? You know, if, if for an example, if we see uh, a two-degree Celsius change in temperature from global warming, blacks and African-Americans are 34% more likely to currently live in an area that has the highest projected childhood asthma cases. Forty percent more likely to live in areas that have the highest projected increases in extreme temperature-related deaths. And by the way, uh, Hispanics and Latinos are 43 percent more likely to live in areas with the highest projected reductions in labor hours mm. due to extreme heat because of the occupations in agriculture and construction. 
you know, the problem is, is that many of our black and brown and tribal communities have been disproportionately impacted by pollution for decades. And we saw that exacerbated by COVID-19. So climate change is exactly the same. Those who can least afford it will see the impacts of climate change from a health standpoint, from a physical standpoint, in terms of infrastructure, and then they're the least likely to be able to build back. That's why the president is advocating for these resources from Congress so that we can invest in our community to be sure that they are just as resilient as we're trying to make the rest of the country. Build back better. Hopefully it's not just a little shiny little slogan that actually um, just does talk. But you got this $3.5 trillion uh, uh, bill that uh, the president is really trying to push. How much of that money is devoted to the EPA? You know, there's a significant amount devoted to EPA. And number one, um, the president has asked for over 20, a 20 percent increase in EPA's budget. Uh, that's significant. What we know right now is there's $21 billion set aside to clean up legacy pollutants. $5 billion of that would come to EPA just to focus on brownfields and Superfund sites, these sites that have legacy pollutants from gas stations, from chemical companies that have been in our communities for decades that need to be cleaned up so that we can create economic development and job opportunities. Right. $55 billion will come to EPA to take care of our crumbling water infrastructure. So right there, you're looking at $60 billion coming just to this agency. Well, hopefully Joe hurt. Manchin will uh, see that, that this will be a benefit to uh, people that got him into office. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. Uh, it's <laughs> unfortunate that we got people that uh, have us handcuffed. It's, it's really bad. Listen, I, I, I know you got to go, but I just want to say it's a pleasure talking to you. Uh, whenever you want to disseminate some information that's a benefit uh, to my audience, uh, we'd really appreciate it. EPA Administrator Michael S. Regan, thank you so much for your time this morning. Hey, thank you. I really appreciate it. All right, bye right now. All right, there you have it, y'all. Yes, the Russ Podcast. And, of course, I want to thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you check out our podcast. Yes, every week we have fresh shows for you. And don't forget to check out my movie on BET Plus and on BET. Yes, the Dale Ronda Hood story. It is a very good story, y'all. I appreciate you guys for checking it out. In the meantime, y'all take care.